Parenting Your Child in Recovery, the podcast that speaks the truth about your child's recovery. Relapse is not normal. Phony success rates can't define where your family wants to be in 5, 10, or 15 years from now. And most importantly, your child is not an addict. From 9 to 5, been biting my tongue for all this time, won't let anyone cut me short. I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life, no one be no good My name is Richard Jones, RN, and this is Essential Change, the podcast, episode 69. Today, I want to talk about recovery prevention. In my mind, prevention is is the most essential thing that we can really embark on. One of the things that really bothered me the most is that the, the culture of guilt and shame is what keeps us from a lot of times nipping these future recovery problems in the bud. A lot of times people see evidence, strong evidence of a situation going a little sour, going a little wrong. We mix a little bit of denial in there and boom, everything is, we have a crisis situation. So today is going to talk about recovery prevention and a statement that is near and dear to my heart. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I, I kind of looked that up and, um, Started by Ben Franklin, that's almost 300 years ago. Ben Franklin was trying to get his neighbors and the people in the, in the Philadelphia area to understand that it was vital that they start thinking about fire prevention. And he wanted, he, as you know, he was the one who started the first fire department. And he tried to tell the people, listen, there are some things that we can do, some concrete things we can do to prevent fires, some concrete excuse me, concrete things we can do to make sure that when fires do start, we can quickly eliminate them and not lose more than one or two properties because that was important. We know we, at that time they knew they might lose a property, but there was no need to leave, lose a whole row of homes. So Ben Franklin said, hey, let's put a little bit of money, a little bit of time, a little effort, a little planning into a force and a system that could take care of it. And he got a lot of he got a lot of flack from some people because they didn't want to spend any money. They didn't think, well, since my house is not burning down today, why should I worry about it? And Ben Franklin kind of, in his, in his speeches, he kind of coined that phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, in this system that we're talking about with this recovery system, nothing could be more true. It's sort of like when we're receiving discipline as children. A lot of times... Our parents or our loved ones are curbing us and doing things to prevent us from getting ourselves in what everyone knows will be in the days ahead, a much larger problem if you don't cut it off right in the beginning. So we can use this same line of thought mentally and start really start digging into that wall of secrecy, that wall of shame. And let's start doing some concrete things when we see the first sign of trouble. Because these things are specific that we're talking about. We're talking about problems with drug and alcohol. 
Uh, we're talking about problems of crime, which are direct results usually of drug and alcohol. And most of the time, the young people that we're dealing with are giving off signals. They're giving off signs. They're getting in small bits of trouble. They're making it obvious to everyone what could possibly come down the line. But there's so much denial. Uh, one of the things I really do, I spend a lot of time working on, is getting people to understand that if we could overreact almost to early signs of trouble, it can relieve so much heartache later on. It's a, it's so, is it relapse prevention? To me, relapse prevention, the phrase is sort of an oxymoron. As soon as I start talking about relapse, then now we're dealing with the problem. If we can prevent the some of those episodes but before we have to worry about it being called relapse, I think that's where we're going to get. We're going to make a lot of headway. So as, as Ben was saying, let's go ahead and spend that money. Spend that time. Now, early, first signs of trouble. Let's put that... Put the fire out when it first, when the flame first starts to flicker. Let's put the fire out. I know it's a sort of an analogy, but it's sort of true. Think about so many times, so many people you know, if we could talk to them, and I do this all the time, and I'm sure you do too. When did you see the trouble? What did we do? You knew that most of the time, nine times out of ten, people saw the trouble before it got into crisis. They saw the trouble, but they didn't act. They didn't want to upset someone. They didn't want their loved one to know that they were thinking that they were going down the wrong path. And giving up those opportunities, okay, giving up the opportunity to use that ounce of prevention made a pound of cure necessary. So, I think it's important that we really take this in mind. Let's start talking to people and let's start really jumping on top of things and snuffing this stuff out. And really, let's start taking it seriously. We're losing this battle. And I hope everyone can see this. We're losing the battle. So we've got to start some different tactics. And one of the tactics that I want to do is prevention. I know that our healthcare system... And everyone else, no one likes to do anything about anything before it gets out of hand. Most people are reactionary. Our healthcare system is reactionary. Our system of recovery and uh, substance abuse is reactional. I'm uh, here to preach that I think that we should start jumping on top of these things and really, really starting to be bold and take control of the situations. So let's go over the message again. Helping the families of young adults in recovery eliminate the fear and anxiety of the healing process of recovery. Recovery, there's, a, there's, a, there's an anxiety, there's fear, there's pain, there's confusion that goes with the recovery process. So let's really start to get in there and help families get together and let's kind of cut that fear, cut that anxiety down, cut that the stigma of recovery, the stigma of, of trouble, 
And let's cut those things down and let's start getting ahead of this thing and really snuffing this out. My call to action for you today. Go to secondstarts.com. That's number two, N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. And Facebook group, Essential Recovery for the Families of Young Adults. Uh, there's a calendar on there. Look around. Please uh, enter. Get on the calendar. Let's talk about it. I'm going to be doubling down on my efforts, uh, meeting with therapists, meeting with physicians, uh, meeting with people that can put us in touch with families that could use and engage in the uh, conversations that we're having about helping families find a new and fresh and, and smarter way to engage in the recovery process. So remember, in parting, let's always remember to help somebody get better, help somebody stay better, help somebody be better. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Your Child in Recovery, a podcast for the families of young adults in recovery. For more information, go to secondstarts.com. That's the number 2-N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com and our Facebook group. Parenting Your Child in Recovery. And if you or someone you know loves a young adult in recovery and want a customized premium change to recovery without the guilt and shame of most recovery processes, please go again to secondstarts.com, the number 2ndstarts.com, and book a free call. Thank you. Last night, what I do remember that it was real, real life. Talks about me.